You and your people are in no danger from our enterprise. Benjamin F. Ruff, President of the South Fork Fishing and Hunting Club. Horrors of horrors. The city of Johnstown completely swept away in an awful rush of waters. Thousands of lives are lost. The dam of South Fork broken by a swollen stream and an immense volume of water swallows everything in its reach. For hours, hundreds of people are seen floating along, shrieking for help. Some of the scenes indescribable, the work of rescue at all points, no trains able to reach the scene of desolation and all other direct communication cut off. The people warned, but ineffectually. Familiarity with their danger had made them careless, touching incidents of the work of rescue at Bolivar, Lockport, and Blairsville. The Pittsburgh Dispatch, 1889. Chapter One. The previous day, Memorial Day, May 30th, 1889. Elizabeth, please. Mother looks away from the train window long enough to eye me sharply. Why do you test me? I frown as she grips the gloves in her hand and returns her gaze to the branches flickering past. It's Memorial Day, yet the weather matches my mood, stormy. It rained all morning, more is on its way. Even now, in a dry patch, the gathering clouds are the shade of dried lobelia. It's destined to be the dreariest week of my life. I can barely breathe. The air in the Pullman is as dense as Connacht pudding. All I'm saying is that the newest styles from France don't choke the very life out of you. No daughter of mine will dress like a Parisian trollop. The crease between mother's eyebrows mars the creamy skin that was once a smooth canvas over her legendary aqua-colored eyes. I've come to begrudge that scolding expression as much as the two words that often accompany it, Elizabeth and please, as if I were a naughty child. It's 1889, I mutter, not 1850. Then I cross my arms over my chest, knowing mother dislikes such a common gesture. Tears threaten. Not only was I awakened this morning too early to be agreeable, I am now stuck on the pensy with my mother and six-year-old brother on our way to Lake Connemaw. No one will be at the lake this early in the season. The clubhouse will be deserted. The skulls will be locked in the boathouse. Not a single stable hand will be there to saddle a horse. Plus, the timing couldn't be worse. You can plan your debut at the cottage as well as here, father had said, leaving me speechless. My quadrille lessons in Pittsburgh required daily practice to reach perfection. Would father have me embarrass the family by stepping on a gentleman's toes? Did he think it was easy finding a gown that would be the envy of everyone? One that mother would allow, with matching shoes that didn't pucker. There isn't a moment to waste, especially after the unfortunate events of last summer and my current predicament. So much is at stake. Certainly mother has reminded father, as she has me endlessly, that my entire future depends upon a flawless performance. I sigh. It's more than any 18-year-old girl should have to bear. How much longer, Elizabeth? Henry asks. Elizabeth, mother corrects him. Two more stops, I say, curtly. On the seat next to me, my little brother makes figure eights with the toy train he brought along for the ride. 
Whoa, whoa. Ruddy cheeked. He gazes at me with adventure dancing in his eyes. Mother says you might take me exploring around the lake. I glance at mother and she glances at me. It's too muddy today, I say. Tomorrow then? We'll see. I think, what else is there to do? Last summer, Albert Vanderhoff told me he saw a baby deer behind the clubhouse, but no one else saw it, so I think he made it up. Albert lied to you? It's not lying if it's your imagination. That's what Albert Vanderhoff says. In spite of my frustration, I laugh. To have such innocence, such certainty. Twelve years separate my brother and me. Most of the time, it feels as if we were born into two different families. I am Elizabeth Haberlin, daughter of Dr. and Mrs. Stafford Haberlin of the Pittsburgh Haberlins of Upper St. Clair, Pennsylvania. You are a reflection of me, father often tells me. Too often.